Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Cheeseheads. Cheeseheads. Get on your feet. It's curd and law. Hosted by Sparky Fighter and Ryan Horvath. Hey, it's C Sparky Fiverr, 1250 AM. The fan, Ryan Horvath, is back, baby, co-host of BetMGM tonight, weeknights on your BetQL radio station near you, or you can just uh, download the Odyssey app and listen uh, each night that way as well. It gives you in-game betting advice, Sam Trister Crick and Nick Ashu, uh, whether it be... Uh, College games, pro games, games coming up on the West Coast later. If you want to get in on betting those after you're losing the first game or whatever the case may be, again, check them out weeknights, bet MGM tonight. Follow Ryan Horvat on Twitter at Ryan Horvat. You can follow me at Sparky Radio. Uh, Ryan Horvat was at the Super Bowl having a good old time doing Radio Row or whatever that stuff was. Where were you guys out there uh, at the at the Super Bowl, Ryan? We were in the sports book at Mandalay Bay. We were not on Radio Row, which I would Very love nice. to be on Radio Row, but the issue for us being on Radio Row is we wouldn't be able to interview the current players anyway. We would have to get all the old guys. And, like, I don't want to interview Bill Romanowski. I want to interview, like, Devontae Adams. But because we're a gambling show, they can't have they any association with us. Yeah, so um, I did make my way over to Radio Row. I did sit at the craps table with Josh Allen until 5 a.m. I did sit at the roulette table with George Kittle, Sam Laporta, and Cody Bellinger's agent until oh. like 3 a.m. And as you know, I'm a Chicago Cubs Isn't fan. Bellinger's agent Boris? No, I thought so too, man. It's uh, it's this guy. Um, God darn it. What is his name? Hold on. Because Ricketts, the owner of the Cubs, just got done saying that uh, Boris likes talking to the owner and working around the GM and he won't talk to Scott and they yeah, haven't had Jack, any negotiations. His name's Jack Becta. So I don't know if Cody has like oh, Jack Becta has been around a while. Yeah. So yeah, we, we, uh, it says here though. Yeah. Scott Boris. So I don't know if he was BSing us or what, or if, if he has two agents, you know, I, I think he said something about being like his business agent. Yeah, not, probably. I don't know, man. I was just trying to get him to let me know where, where Cody's going to play baseball <laughs> this season because the Cubs, other than paying $40 million a season to Craig Council, didn't do a whole lot this offseason. Um, you know, I, I know that this we're going to talk Packers here. If you're a smart man and I'm giving you betting advice, 
you just go right now and you bet the St. Louis Cardinals to win the division. You know it's coming. Nolan Arenado's having a nice back year. Goldschmidt's, I hate him. Don't, I hate him more than they They signed, they signed you all. Know, you guys haven't been in the NL Central long enough. You don't know the pain. That's why I love your fake rivalry with us. Oh, we hate the Cub fans. They're scumbags. Yeah, meet St. Louis Cardinal fans, bud. We've been the losers in that division for the last 108 years. You came to our turf. The Cardinals have been the Packers of this division for a long time, obviously. And I I understand that. I'm just saying, if you look at their offseason, they just signed a bunch of old dudes. I mean, Lance, Lynn, and these guys. I mean, I don't know. I'm not there. We'll see. They got some young guys coming. Whether or not they play them or not this year, we'll have to wait and find out. And their manager sucks. My marble is horrible. Uh, okay, so uh, let's talk about the Green Bay Packers. Uh, draft time is coming up. We haven't talked to Horvath forever. I've had a bunch of different draft dudes on and so forth between now uh, and Ryan. So can't wait to hear Ryan's thoughts on the draft because this is pretty much what we're going to be talking about probably, this and free agency, uh, if the Packers do anything. Uh, so first question first, do you think this draft should be about winning now, saying the time is now like it was for Aaron Rodgers at the end there or Brett Favre at the end? Or should it be more about later, which is still building to the crescendo of what this team is going to be in two or three years once these wide receivers get another year older, the quarterback gets a couple more years starting? Are you building towards that crescendo, or are we saying the crescendo is now and go for it right now and, and drafting guys that you know are ready to go win a Super Bowl next year um, and filling holes for next year more than looking ahead? I think I summed up the question pretty good. Uh, Ryan yeah. Horvath, your chance to go. Yeah, this was my idea for the topic because I feel like everybody goes back and forth with this. This is why I've criticized Brian Gudikins in the past, right? And Brian Gudikins knocked it out of the park, it looks like, in the last draft. Obviously, Jordan Love seems like it's, it was the right pick. I mean, we had to wait years, and we watched Aaron Rodgers win two MVPs and be a game away from a Super Bowl. But um, Jordan Love's the real deal. It looks like right now. I don't think there's going to be any regression next season. But I think, like where you're sitting, right, pick 25, if you really want a guy, you can move up and you could get that guy. And I think this team has some needs, but also, like, look what this team did the second half of the season. This was a team that was right there. I mean, they could have easily been playing in the Super Bowl, man. They could have beat San Francisco. And, you know, I thought we were going to get some regression coming from Detroit if Ben Johnson was to leave, were to leave, but he didn't. Uh, he's going to be calling plays, and that means that Jared Goff's probably not going to go back to being the pumpkin that he was the final couple of years in, in Los Angeles with the Rams. So I don't expect much of a drop-off. If anything, if they fix up their pass defense, because that's the Lions' only issue. Offensively, they're a juggernaut, and defensively, good pass rush, really good run defense, but they need some help in the secondary. So I think they're going to be even better. Minnesota all of a sudden has a top-10 defense. I don't know if they go like the J.J. McCarthy route, you know, or if they bring back Kirk Cousins, probably going to probably get their quarterback in the future. So maybe we don't have to worry about them as much. And then the Bears, I hate to say it, Bears have a lot of cap space. They all of a sudden in the second half of the season also had a top 10 defense, right? The defense was really good. And they're going to get Caleb Williams. And I think Caleb Williams is going to be awesome. I'll go back and forth with anybody on that. I think he's going to be good. I think Drake May is going to be good. And I think Jaden Daniels has a shot to be really good too. After that, I really don't know. Like, I wouldn't want Michael Penix, Bo Nix for my team, um, but I would want those first three guys. I think Caleb's going to be awesome. He's going to break the quarterback curse, and it's going to be an awesome rivalry once again. Jordan Love against Caleb Williams for years. So what I'm saying is, like, now, while uh, Detroit still has a leaky pass defense and isn't a perfect football team, 
uh, even though they do bring back Ben Johnson. And while Chicago is still going to be kind of like a rebuild, because Chicago is not going to be ready to win a Super Bowl next year, but Green Bay could be, man. If Jordan Love plays like that, he's a top five quarterback in the league. I, I know that I'm seeing like these headlines that Aaron Jones might be a cap casualty. I don't think you could do so. No chance. I'm not, and I'm not for like, I, I, I'm not for like bringing in like Derrick Henry, right? Or like Austin Eckler. Like, I don't want old running backs, but Aaron Jones is really important in that locker room. We see that with the young dudes. Yep. And also, what he did the final couple weeks of the season and in the playoff games, man, there was no drop off. I don't think there's going to be a major drop off. You probably, AJ Dillon, goodbye. I would love a power back, though, to compliment Aaron Jones. You know, maybe you do save him for the end of the season. You don't, he doesn't need 25 touches, not at least carries. You know, you could use him a little bit more, maybe in the slaughter as a pass catcher. What I'm saying is long winded here. I think it's all about going in and winning right now. You have the 25th pick, you know, um, I would love Kool-Aid McKinstry. Uh, I would love a, some safety play, better safety play. I would love another pass rusher, especially, I know they just paid Rashawn Gary, but where the hell was he the final couple weeks of the season and in the playoffs, right? Um, I also saw Kenny Clark's name as a possible cap casualty. I don't think that that's going to happen, but they got to get those guys some help. I think this draft is about fixing up that defense. If you want, you know, you could throw, I don't think you even throw money to wide receiver, man. I, I don't. Um, and you, I like the guys that they have. Jaden Reed's only going to be better. It would be magnificent if Christian Watson can stay healthy for 12 games. I'll take right. And for a playoff run, Romeo Dobbs was a big game player. We got Wicks. You can get your receivers in like the fourth, fifth round. And also like this year is the year that you could do that. Like I have my stupid draft thing. I think that this is, I say this every year though. This is one of the deepest wide receiver classes ever. I'm going to like a lot of those guys. Maybe you get like Polk from Washington in like the third or fourth round. Right. But you don't need like this team doesn't need Marvin Harrison or Malik neighbors. They really don't like the Packers. I've always been trade for OBJ trade for this guy. And if it helps your team, like do that. But I don't think that they need to trade up and get one of these big play receivers. It would be cool like to get the flashy guy for once, to get the Brock Bowers, but they're loaded at tight end. It's like, how are we going to get all these guys' uh, targets, right? That that might be the biggest problem next year. So offensive line's great. Bakhtiari's gone. That was the number two pass-blocking offensive line in the National Football League. Look what they did, the run blocking uh, in the playoffs against some good defenses. I know San Francisco and the Cowboys' run defense was leaky, but still, Green Bay was able to run the ball. So I think this draft, you got to fix up the defense. So if your guy's there and you got to trade up a little bit earlier, I would love, like I said, Kool-Aid McKinstry. Um, I would love another pass rusher. I think this draft is about winning now because I think this team's good enough to win a Super Bowl. I bet them to win the Super Bowl. I bet $100. They're 25 to 1. I think that price is insane, right? Like we all just expect San Francisco is going to be back. They have the best odds to win the Super Bowl. How many deep runs are they going to make? Like they're healthy every year. They have a couple injuries, but they're always healthy, right? How do we know there's not going to be the injury regression? That's what I called for Cincinnati this season in the AFC, and it happened. You know, and also, like, is Brock Purdy going to have another year like he had? I think Jordan Love's better than Brock Purdy. Um, San Francisco's still loaded. Is Philadelphia just going to be better? I don't know. You know, it's Detroit. They just won the division for the first time since 1992. Is that going to happen again? So I think this is a year to go all in, man. Jordan Love has waited a long time for his turn. Um, you could call me a hater. I'm not a hater now. I, I want to see, like, Get that defense fixed up. You you fired the idiot, Joe Barry. Sorry, that was rude. You brought in a guy that we think has a clue. I actually really like this hire, man. I think this is going to be something that we see a little bit more of in the NFL. 
plucking guys from college, former head coaches, right? Like defensive minded head coaches. Um, and I'm excited, but I think you got to try to win now this year. Do you agree? I could have bet everything I own that Ryan Horvath would have said, let's go all in this year. I could have bet it, bet it, bet it, bet it. I see it every Horvath, year. And you guys you yell at me like you, the goal is correct. you win in Green yes, Bay. Correct. Yeah. I, but I might, that's my point. My point is you're very consistent. Like you never waver on this sentiment about how you want to approach the draft or free agency. You always play for the present and worry about the future when we get there, but let's play for the present. So I knew you were going this way for sure. I agree with a lot of what you said as far as they have every chance to be a Super Bowl type team next year. No question. And I agree with you that they could have beat San Francisco. No question. And if they would have got Detroit, I think they could have beat Detroit too. They already beat Detroit just a few weeks earlier on Thanksgiving or whatever. So from that perspective, yes, I think they have every opportunity uh, to do that. I don't think you're going to see future plays outside of running back, but even when they draft a running back and say the second or third round, the future play is going to be to replace Aaron Jones in a year or two. But unlike quarterback where that guy never gets to play, if the guy in front of him is playing, you still will see said running back play, you know, get some carries in the course of a game. It's not going to be AJ Dillon. I, I do not want, I differ from you on this. I don't want another damn bruising running back. I'm done with them. I don't want anything more of them. Find me Aaron Jones duplicate. Find me somebody that can go out and catch passes, that can run away from people, that can be a home run type player, that's yards after catch type guy. That's 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 yes, that is my favorite player in the draft, Bucky Irving. Um, but that but to me, that is that's what I want. I, I don't want Braylon Allen. I, I again might be great, might be fine in the NFL. I don't want that. I want more like you said, Bucky Irving, that type of player. Okay. So that might be a future type pick where he doesn't start this year, but he's still going to play. Oh, yeah. Um, then we look at the offensive line. I disagree. I want, uh, if we start talking about first round, I want another tackle. I, with all due respect to Rasheed Walker on Zach Tom, I still think, and Cootie pretty much was open to it, but pretty much shot it down. The idea of Zach Tom moving inside the guard to have a, a right tackle next to him. Because right now, if Zach Tom and Elton Jenkins are your guards, you have the best guards in the NFL. Period. It's not even close. Um, center is still a question. Uh, but then you have your tackles to be talked about. There are going to be three or four, maybe, tackles there for the Packers at 25. Um, that could end up being a starting right tackle in the NFL right away next year. Um, if Zach Tom slides inside the right guard, you can easily do that. Or if there's somebody there that you like that could be a left tackle, but maybe because they didn't play a lot of college snaps, uh, like Mims or whatever, maybe th- that guy is your left tackle in a year or two if Rasheed Walker can't figure it out. Rasheed Walker got better, yes, as the season went on. Not bashing Rasheed Walker. But even Stenovich, the offensive coordinator, even said that, hey, look, I'm not penciling him in a left tackle for the next 10 years. He's still got stuff to work on, which tells me that as much as he got better, they themselves, as a coaching staff, still isn't necessarily sold on him. Uh, we've seen them take offensive linemen in the first round before under Ted. So we know it's something they're willing to do at the end of the first round. So I think offensive line makes sense. Uh, Corner, safety, yes, all in on that. Have to draft those guys multiple times in the draft. Linebacker, middle linebacker, I think it's something you got to consider too. I I mean, I I don't... Devondre Campbell, I think he's gone. So once he's gone, now you start talking about, okay, now what does that middle linebacker depth look like? It's not very deep. Uh, so they need to draft one or two middle linebackers here and hope they hit on one of them uh, at some point. But that guy's not in the first round, right? You're going to get that guy later in the draft, second, third round, whatever. Um, 
But the question is drafting about winning now or later. I'm not going to be bent out of shape if they go future. I just don't think that they're in a position where guys they draft won't play. You know what I mean? I, I think there's still enough holes on this team that pretty much anybody they play is probably going to start week one for this team outside of maybe running back, right? Uh, quarterback, there's not drafting. They have Clifford as a backup, so quarterback's out. Um, but outside of you yeah. know those positions, offensive line, that guy could start. Uh, wide receiver, you know, if if they decide to go flashy, like say Keon Coleman, if he's there, I just did a mock draft in Pro Football Network last night. He was there at 25 for the Packers. Played with Jaden Reed at Michigan State, whatever. If he's there and they take him, I mean, I don't know if he's going to start, but got a good, good chance he's going to play right away if they take him I'm in the first mad. round. I'd be kind of mad. I'd be, I, I love Keon Coleman. I might be mad if they went wide receiver in the first round this year. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I don't know. I'm just saying. So, on the defensive side of the ball, you know, lineman, middle linebacker could start. Corner is going to start. Safety is going to safety is definitely going to start. I mean, they could draft both their starting safeties in this draft that could be starting next year and then just go through the pitfalls of having both safeties playing together as an inexperienced safety group. I'd rather sign a veteran free agent safety and draft a rookie so you don't have two rookies back there. Um, but I guess I'm I think it's about winning now. I guess that's where I'm at because I don't think there's any chance they could have a Dylan DeGuara love draft this year. Because that team had a bunch of vets and spots were pretty much solidified around that football team for the most part. You were just looking to upgrade wide receiver for sure, like you always were back then. Um, and that guy could come in. This year, pretty much anywhere you draft, the guy's probably going to play first round, second round, maybe even third round. They're going to have a chance to play right away, come in, compete, and possibly start for this football team because there are a lot of question marks I think, and even as good as they were, areas of concern possibly, Ryan. Yeah, I mean, and I want to load up on the defense. Uh, so a couple things there. Um, yeah, I mean, if they take a tackle at 25, especially if like Mims is available, I'm completely fine with that. But I do yep. think that there's going to be some value actually in the later rounds actually at the tackle position. Like a guy like Patrick Paul, I haven't heard a lot of people talk about. Maybe they have been uh, from Houston. I yep. kind of like him. Um, there's a couple guys that are going to go a little bit later on. Uh, Kingsley, whatever the hell his name is from BYU, I actually like a little bit. Um, and then, you know, a little bit later on, there's some guys. We'll talk about that. But I, I just – I feel like now with Green Bay, like I listened to all those interviews on Radio Row and I listened to Jordan Love on these podcasts, even like the Micah Parsons podcast that he was on. He's confident with the guys that he has. So, like, like Keon Coleman would be great. Don't get me wrong, like another weapon. I just don't think that they need it. And here's why. If you I go agree. back to the second matchup against Detroit, 
unless Detroit gets like the two best corners in the draft, right, or really fixes up that pass defense, LaFleur figured them out, man. They were playing gobs of man defense for whatever reason, and Jordan Love just completely torched them. Jordan Love against Kansas City. Steve Spagnola is a defensive genius. I think he might be the best defensive coordinator in the league. He's not a head coach, but he's a great coordinator. Yep. Look what Jordan Love did against the Chiefs, man. And it's because LaFleur was in his bag that game. He realized, like, you could run to the outside. You could run off tackle on the Chiefs. They give up almost six yards per carry, which makes no sense that Baltimore didn't beat them because that's, like, what Lamar Jackson and those running backs do. And the running backs had six carries, but LaFleur was really good against them. I'm just saying, like, offensively, I think they really figured some stuff out to where you're going to get some value later on. I'll, I'll be fine with it if it's a tackler, if it's Keon Coleman. But, man, I really want to fix up this defense. And the reason being, if Jordan Love is as good as we think, and I'm not comparing him to Pat Mahomes, but he you know, did beat Pat Mahomes. In but a is he going to be – do you think he's a pro bowler? But, right, yeah. And, and I think that he's – I think he's more than a game manager. He's more than a Brock Purdy. So what I'm saying is look how the Chiefs won that Super Bowl. The Chiefs have won back-to-back Super Bowls after trading away Tyreek Hill. I love Aaron Rodgers, but the Packers traded away Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers was a shell of himself that season, and the Packers missed out on the playoffs, right? Jordan Love right now has no ego. He works out with these dudes. He works with these dudes in the offseason. He's got the arm, and all of a sudden, here's what changed the second half of the season. Jordan Love, all of a sudden, like LaFleur was much better, right? They started using play action, but also, you know, they were able to run the ball, and it was just like not Jordan Love. Like the offense – the offense early on in the season wasn't good on standard downs. It wasn't good on down to down. So the only success that they had was explosive plays, you know, and they weren't hitting those later on in the season when they got the run game humming and AJ Dillon was running the ball a little bit better. And Aaron Jones, then all of a sudden Jordan Love was going through his progressions, which is something that he didn't do at Utah state, which is always what scared the hell out of me. Like it's what scares the hell out of me a little bit about Jaden Daniels. I really like Jaden Daniels, but I wouldn't really want green Bay to draft them. Let somebody else draft them. And like, I'll be wrong, you know, maybe because like, I think he could be Lamar, but also he could be Justin Fields. That's Justin Fields issue. I love Justin Fields, but he's a one read quarterback. He doesn't go through all of his progressions. Jordan Love was taking not only like the short stuff and not only the deep stuff, but he was taking the intermediate, like the middle stuff too. Like he was just much better, man. So what I'm saying is if you build the defense, like the Chiefs defense, where you fix up that secondary, you get some physical guys, you're not getting torched in the freaking middle of the field, like always. You get better coverage linebackers. This team could win a Super Bowl. Like the Chiefs traded away Tyreek Hill, and since then, Tyreek Hill, top 10 receiver in this league, maybe top five. People were calling him the MVP, and they've won two straight Super Bowls. So, like, they don't need the flashy wide receiver. We were all wrong. They need the defense. But we, like, we've all been calling for that, right? Everybody in Green Bay, we are so sick of AJ Hawk and Blake Martinez and Nick frickin' Perry and Sam Barrington. And all these guys who should be backups in this league. You know, like Nick Perry had one season where he had 13 sacks. Did he have 13 sacks after he made 30 million or whatever it was that we paid him? Absolutely not. Draft the right guys, get the right coordinators, and this team will win because the offense has never been the issue. Rodgers is not the reason. I know there's all the Rodgers haters. Call him a choke artist or what you want. It, it, Rodgers with the Chiefs defense would have won the Super Bowl this year. Rodgers, if he had any sort of defense, he had a top 10 defense one time in Green Bay. They won the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Like, if you give that to Jordan Love, he's going to win multiple rings. If you don't, he's going to maybe win one. And then we're going to, it's, you know, well, Brett Favre, one ring. Rodgers, one ring. You know, what do they all have in common? 
they never had a defense. You, you know what I mean? Like we were watching old ass John Elway flip into the end zone. Oh, far a lot of, far, far far a lot of interceptions in the postseason. A lot. I mean, he far cost them yeah, a Rogers lot. Of Rogers I'm not saying Rodgers. I'm saying Brett. Uh, so Rodgers was the perfect game manager in the playoffs. Like Rodgers mm-hmm. with the Patriots defense would have been Tom Brady. I'll fight people on that Agreed. all day long. I agree. Mahomes is much better than Rodgers and Brady. I'll I'll die on that hill too. But but Rodgers should have won more with a real defense. So that's what I think this team should do. You try to win now and you try to do it with defense because that's what the Chiefs did. That's what the Ravens do. That's what the Niners do. All these teams, you know, that are playing football late in the season. Like, you know what I mean? Defense wins championships. Brady won that Super Bowl with Tampa because of that pass rush. They beat the, I almost swore, they beat the crap out of Rodgers in the NFC Championship game because there was no Bakhtiari. Yep, absolutely right. Take a quick time, I'll come back. Uh, I want to talk about guys that Ryan likes uh, going into this draft. A Friday when we do our, our next Curtin Long podcast, um, and again, these podcasts, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, drop by 5 p.m. on your Odyssey app or every download your favorite podcast, Spotify, Apple, whatever the case may be. You can watch us on YouTube as well on the Odyssey Sports YouTube page. We live stream these. Uh, usually we record these Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays around noon central, depending on our schedules. That could change, but that's kind of when we record them and we're live. Uh, Horvat, I, I want to hear who you really like. I, I've been talking nonstop uh, while you've been gone about who I like with all these different draft guys. So people know who I like for the most part. I'm curious to hear who Ryan Horvat likes. We'll do that coming up next here on Curtin Long. Hey, it's Steve Sparky, 5 or 1250 AM, The Fan. Beautiful Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Check out the interviews I do over at 1250amthefan.com. Ryan Horvath over there, co-host of BetMGM Tonight. Uh, Trista Crick, Nick Ashu. Weeknights, uh, check them out on the BetQL radio station near you or simply listen on your Odyssey app and uh, they'll keep you entertained throughout the games and during the evening. Play some in-game betting advice, give you some betting advice for the West Coast games. Uh, and a lot of fun to listen to, and you will laugh probably quite a bit. Uh, all right, so, so topic number two, and the question is, who are the guys uh, that you really like right now in the draft? Now, it's early. Combine is coming up here shortly, right? So we have the NFL Combine. Uh, then we have pro pro days, so we're going to get more numbers and more grades, and people are going to overreact to all this crap. Yeah. Uh, and, and then we're going to get to the draft at the end of April, and we'll, we'll finally see. So a lot of draft talk between now and April. All right, Ryan Horvath, as of right now, as we sit here in about the middle to late February, uh, who are a couple of the guys that you really like? All right, so really quick, like not realistic guys for Green Bay, but I do think Caleb Williams is the best player in this draft. I think he's going to be an absolute stud. I also think that Drake May is going to be really damn good. So I would make them one and two in this draft. Marvin Harrison, uh, we've had a couple guys on draft evaluators, draft analysts, and just like my eyeball test too. He's the best wide receiver in this draft, and it's not really close. But Malik Neighbors is also, is like really damn good. Like if Green Bay was ever going to do something crazy, move up for a skill position player, and they got Malik Neighbors, Jordan Love has a top 10 receiver in this league. I feel the way I feel, the way I feel about Malik Neighbors this draft is how I felt about T. Higgins. Uh, a couple of years ago. And everybody knows, obviously, how I felt about T. Yes. Higgins. I like Joe out, but you know, like there were some concerning things. If you go on uh, YouTube, even if you want, or if you go back and you watch like the Louisville game, like they were knocking him on his ass, man. Like he was getting put on his ass by guys that were like 242 pounds. That was a little concerning, but I do think he's the best tackle in this draft. Now, realistic options for Green Bay. Um, I really like Coop from Iowa, but I don't know that I want Green Bay to draft him. I kind of want somebody else to draft him, like a white DB. We haven't seen it since Jason Seahorn. I think he's awesome, man. I really do. But I think Kool-Aid McKinstry is much better. And like when I look at the pro football focus rankings, 
they have Coop number eight. Like they have him way above Kool-Aid McKinstry. And then they have Nate Wiggins from Clemson. That's number what I like. 15. I like Nate Wiggins too, but I like Kool-Aid McKinstry number one. The only thing that scares me is the last time I really wanted a guy from Bama, it was Haha Clinton Dix, which was nice for a season, but then after that, not so nice. But yeah, I like Nate Wiggins a lot too. Um, Clemson's defense has not been the issue the last couple of years. It's been, they don't have a wide receiver that could create any separation, so they don't score any points. Nate Wiggins, I think he could be a shutdown corner. I would love to see Jair stay and you pair him with Nate Wiggins. I think Nate Wiggins will be what we wanted Eric Stokes to be. Agreed. But I do think Kool-Aid McKinstry will be better. Um, I think Terry and Arnold, the other DB from Bama, I really like him. If Jared Verse were to slip in this draft, like if teams lost their minds and Dallas Turner goes and maybe like some project goes, I would love Jared Verse. I think he's going to be the best edge rusher in this draft. Uh, another tackle that I really like, I know you like a tackle in this draft. I like J.C. Latham from Alabama. Alabama's offensive line didn't really live up to expectations the last couple of years, but he wasn't the issue and he's a big dude. And I think he's the kind of guy where if he goes to green Bay, he's going to be one of those guys that like by week six, week seven is going to be like a top 10 tackle in the league. Like there might be like a little bit of a learning curve going from Bama to, I don't know about that actually, man. I think he might be good right away. Um, I like Mims from Georgia. I think he could actually play both tackle positions. Like you said, Uh, at least I think you said that I like Braylon Trice from Washington, edge rusher. I like Braswell from Alabama, edge rusher. The only thing is, man, with Alabama, there were games where they just got like absolutely no pressure. Um, I like Lad McConkey from Georgia. If he slips to the second round, the third round, and they are going to go wide receiver, I think he would be like the perfect slot wide receiver. I think he's going to have a long career, like seven, eight years. And then the other, uh, because I want a DB. I like TJ Tampa from Iowa State. I love that freaking defense, man. Like, that's the one thing Matt Campbell could do is coach defense. And then I like uh, Quinion Mitchell from so Toledo. If you Senior like, yeah. ball really helped him. Yep, That really helped him. And if you like Maction, man, I think he's locked down. Um, there's a couple safeties I really like. I just, I don't know when you go safety. I don't know that I go safety in the first round. Maybe in the second round, if one of these guys slip. I like the Leggett kid from South Carolina, Xavier Leggett. Um, I like... Um, Kalen King from Penn State, he's a DB, but I got to throw him out there. I really do like him. I think he could be a stud. I like Kalen Bullock from USC. The only thing that scares me is like he was the safety on historically one of the worst defenses in college football history, but I think he could be pretty damn good. And that defensive coordinator is now a coach for the Badgers, by the way. Go ahead. Right. Yeah. I, I, I don't know, man. I like the Vaki kid from Utah. He's just like an absolute weapon. Uh, he was also their best running back the final four weeks of the season. That's and I kind of like that because yeah. And he plays special teams and he loves special teams. And what does green Bay suffer with every, or, you know, struggle with every year, special teams. Yep. So I wouldn't hate that. And then uh, a couple other guys, I like Javon Bullard, another safety from Georgia. Georgia. Yeah. yeah. You know, he might go second or third round. That's the thing. I don't know where a lot of these guys are going to go. I like Tyke Smith. The other safety from Georgia. I like both safeties from Georgia. What about Kinchins from Miami? If Kinchins from Miami is there at 25, super fast, big center field type safety, do you take him at 25 in the first round? I don't think I do it at 25 because I think that if he's still sitting there at 25, I honestly think that he's going to be there when you pick in the second round. At 41. And if he's not there, the safety from Minnesota might be there. I do. Whatever his name is. 
Oh, you know another guy I want to throw out there? Edge Chap Robinson. I love Chap Robinson. Like, if you listen to my college football show, I hate Penn State football. I hate James Franklin. But I absolutely love Chap Robinson. He was a stud at Maryland, and then he went to Penn State. He had an injury, but I think, like, especially he's the kind of guy that if you pair him with Rashawn Gary, it's going to open things up for one of them. One of those guys is going to have double-digit sacks. It's either going to be Chop, you know, who does have a couple things that he has to work on, or it's going to be like Rashawn Gary finally has the breakout season that we're waiting for, especially because they paid him all that money. So I do really like him. I don't know if I said his name. Another tackle that I really like is Tyler Guyton. I wouldn't even hate Tyler Guyton at pick 25 because I don't think he's going to be. Hit. He should be there. Yeah. So I wouldn't hate that if that's really what you want. Um, but those are the guys I really like for Green Bay. And then just some other guys to throw out there. You brought up Keon Coleman. I think he's going to be a stud. I think McConkey, like I said, is going to be a stud. I really like Troy Franklin wide receiver from Oregon. I think he's going to be a really good slot wide receiver. Brian Thomas Jr., another wide receiver from LSU. He's going to be there at 25 probably. That's what I'm saying. Like A lot of these guys are going to slip to the second and third round because people are going to need tackles. People are going to need pass rushers. These safeties are going to go, and these DBs are pretty damn good. Um, What if Brian Thomas is there at 25? Yeah, I don't hate that. Again, I want to go defense, but I, I don't hate that pick. That's your wide receiver number one right there. Jaden Reed becomes wide receiver number two. And, and then, then you don't worry about Watson. Christian Watson as much. Yeah, but he's like, you know, I don't want to like give up on Christian Watson either because if he's able to stay healthy, you know, he's no, the but guy I mean, but my off. point is he's this is a big fast wide receiver like you have in Watson. Now mm-hmm. when Watson goes down with an injury, which is bound to happen, now you're not without that guy, that type of player. You still have a guy that can do everything he does, and your offense doesn't have to recalibrate to try and overcome him not being there. Which, by the way, that rookie year with Rodgers and Watson, the offense literally did not know what the hell to do without Christian Watson. And then Watson came back, and then the offense finally picked up where it was supposed to be. LaFleur learned his lesson, came back this year and with a draft of wide receivers, and when Watson went down, the offense really didn't change or sputter or anything. Like The offense just kept moving with the wide receivers they had, even though they didn't have a Christian Watson type. So that's why I'm saying if... This Brian Thomas dude is there, and he might be. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. I think the more you and I talk about this, the more convinced I am they're trading back. They're not going to stay there. They're going to trade back. And and when they trade back, I've said this before in other podcasts, I want to pick next year. I I don't need more damn picks this year. We got enough. So if we're going to go from 25 to 30, that's fine. Then give me your second round pick next year, and we'll flip 25 and 30. I'll go back five spots. You give me your second. Uh, and we'll move forward because I like the position of having multiple twos and multiple threes like they have this year because it allows you the opportunity, like you said, that if you want to go up in the first round, you have multiple twos and multiple threes, and you can mix and match whatever you want to go with 25 to go up into the first round to go get a stud. If you think there is a stud there, that'll kind of put you over the top. I like having that versatility with five picks in the first three rounds. They don't need more damn draft picks this year by trading back, but I'll take draft picks next year. All right. So you know what? I got to answer the question. I I don't want a wide receiver. I want Kool-Aid McKinstry. I'll tell you why I want him. Right. I pull a, I got everything right here. So in 2021, he played 479 defensive snaps in 2022, 872 last year, 848 His pro football focus grade 88.8 last year, 82.5 the year before. Um, he's only given up 
every year of his career, his three-year career, he only gave up one touchdown. He only saw 39 targets this season. And he only gave up 19 receptions on 39 targets for 205 yards. The year before that, he saw 80 targets. He only gave up 37 receptions for 352 yards. He had 10 forced incompletions, which was tied for 20, I'm sorry, 73rd in the country, which is impressive because they weren't targeting him. Um, he could tackle a little bit, right? Like if you look at his man coverage grade, he, he's he's better in zone. He is at 83.8 in zone, 74.7 in man. But he only had one dropped interception, um, and he only had three missed tackles this season. And, you know, I like – I'm so sick of – I love Jair, but I hate watching him like throw that shoulder around and just right. dive people's legs and make no attempt. Kool-Aid will get physical out there, at least the first couple of years of his career. That's who I want. I don't think it's a reach. I don't think – if you have to move up to get him, I'm fine with that. I think he's going to be the best corner in this draft. I really do. Uh, all right, that'll do it for the Kurt and Long podcast today. Thanks so much for tuning in. On the way out here, I just want to uh, do a quick mention of some sad news um, from back in the day of the WSSP family. Uh, Ron Davies, who did the scoreboard show with Mike McGivern for all those years on WSSP, passed away the other day. Oh, uh, no. So thoughts and prayers to him and his family um, uh, and his funeral and visitation stuff is set up on Saturday. I'm sure you can find and Google uh, the information on that if you'd like. So that'll do it uh, for another edition of Curd and Long. Enjoy the rest of your day.